Thank you so much for joining me on this evening's Esthetician Chat. Those of you who are on my podcast, this is episode 25. We have 25 episodes. I'm so excited. This evening, we're going to discuss maybe this is why you don't have a lot of clients. Let's talk about it. I have in Clubhouse pinned last week's episode, which was, do you really understand your clients? And I've really had a lot of great feedback from people who not only are struggling in their business, but they're ready to understand a little bit more as to the reasons why they don't have the business that they want, the clients that are consistent, or there's a combination of both, right? Most people who reach out to me, whether it's in person in the business, they come into the storefront or through social media, Instagram, Messenger, whichever, it's always kind of the same conversation. How do I get more clients? And I always have said the same thing for countless years. If you can't take care of the clients that you have, what makes you think you're going to be able to have new clients? So do you take care of your current clientele? Does your current clientele feel appreciated? Do you acknowledge them? Like all of these things have to be addressed before you grow your clientele. But what I see from a lot of businesses is they focus so heavily on new clients. And it's so insulting to your current clientele that you'll go out of your way to offer a special, a discount, a promotion to someone who's never been in your business before. How do you do that? And then expect your current clientele to support your business without that same love. And I'm not saying you have to discount the current clientele or give promotion. Like you are, you guys already know how I feel about consistently showing appreciation to your current clients. Like that has been my thing from the beginning, right? What I'm concerned with and where we have to have honest reality points and conversations is how do you expect to grow your clientele if all you do is focus on new clients and they're seeing this and then they ask you, can I get that same promotion? Can I get that same discount? And you say, no, like, how do you balance that? I can tell you how you balance that because you start to realize that you don't have the full books that you want because you're not treating your current clientele well, and you're not treating the new clients well either, because that's a setup. Let's be honest. If you're doing a new client promotion, once they have that promotion, they use that, they book their appointment, they're no longer a new client. So now you've thrown them over to the rest of the folks who get nothing. And you have to understand the reason why I talked about, you know, last episode specifically on, do you understand your clients is because you have to put yourself in your client's position. If you went to someone and you knew that you would get a special because you were a new client, you would get a discount, you would get priority, whatever because you're a new client. And the minute you made that appointment, the minute you showed up and then you checked out and gave them money that you would never, ever, ever get that type of treatment again, where does that leave you as a client? Like we have to put ourselves in those positions of understanding what our clients are thinking and what are they experiencing with me. My focus has always been love on the ones that keep consistent 
in my business. You're consistent with your purchases. You're consistent with your appointments. You don't know, show me. You don't show up late. The consistent ones are the ones that get my focus and love. I don't spend any time, energy, or effort on the new ones because the new ones may not stay. So I'm going to love on the consistent. I'm going to love the ones that keep my doors open. I'm going to love the ones that even refer. But there's a few things that you have to keep in mind when you're building your book that you just can't do. Let's start with number one. If your booking site or the way they make an appointment with you is complicated, you got to fix that. And here's the clue. If you're confused on how your booking site works, your clients are confused. You got to put yourself in their shoes and act like you're a client and make an appointment on your own booking site to see if it works. Number two, you have to communicate consistently, whether it's in written form, whether it's verbal, whether it's a video, whether it's a text message or an email or a newsletter, you have to be consistent in your communication. Let's go to the next one. This is going to hurt some of y'all. You have limited what your clients can do with you. There's limits. You put too many limits. You limit how they spend money with you. You limit when they can make an appointment. You limit how they can communicate. I love the ones that are on social media, but they refuse to show themselves, but they want to be busy, but no one knows what they look like. Like we're beyond that. Technology nowadays, people should be able to see your face, whether it's on your website or your, your Instagram, your Facebook, your TikTok, something. Someone needs to have a relationship with you They need to see you. But I love the ones, oh no, I would never put myself out there. But you want to be busy and no one knows who you are. So it wants to be a surprise when they walk in your business. Like, help me, help me, help me understand that one. That's another limitation. People are going to build a relationship with you, but you don't want no one to see you, but you expect people to come to you. How, when, especially when there's other options and there are people that are doing those things, they're showing their faces. They show what it's like to walk into your business, see your face when they come into the business. They show what it's like to walk in their treatment room or what their retail space looks like. They show their area. So there's a little bit of familiarity with that client. Some people are building relationships with clients before they even make an appointment because they're doing those things. Remember, we're in the relationship business. So if we take the understanding that this is a relationship business, then why would no one ever see you, but you expect them to come spend money with you? Like how? We're back to the limits. So some of you are limiting yourself. You're limiting your business. You're limiting the ability for those clients to give you income consistently but you still demand and you still want your business to thrive. How will it thrive with limitations? Help, help me. If I'm limiting everything, but I won't limit how many people make appointments with me, how does that actually work? What does that really look like, right? If I can't use your website, can I still make an appointment with you? Do you make that easy? If I'm confused when I go to book an appointment, but you tell me, The only way I can get an appointment is if I use your booking system that I don't understand. 
Is there another option? Do you communicate well? Like all of these things, I always try to be very fair in and explain it. But the biggest and the easiest way that I can explain as to maybe why you don't have the business you want or the clientele that you would love to have is because there's a lot of limitations, but you're not putting yourself in your client's position. You don't think like a client, you think like a business owner, you think like, okay, they're like this. So I'm only going to do this when it's actually the opposite. You know, I talk a lot about the business that I've had, and I've had multiple businesses. I've been, you know, I've had a full staff. I've been a solo. I've worked for a doctor. I've collaborated with a doctor and opened up um, my skincare clinic in collaboration. And, you know, it's always interesting when I go back to the very beginning, and the very beginning is pretty simple. It's, do I understand that clients want to give my business money? Absolutely. Now, am I going to be in my own way and make it difficult for them to do that? Absolutely not. So what are the things that I'm going to do so that I do have consistent clients? I'm going to love on the ones that are consistent. I'm going to show appreciation. I'm going to let them know that they're valued. I'm going to open that Facebook page and um, group and I'm going to monetize that. I'm going to invite them to invite their family and friends. I'm going to get that website. I'm going to allow them to purchase or communicate with me whenever they want. You know, it's easy for us to say that this is how we want our business to go. And this is how we want it to grow. And this is what we are expecting from it. But a lot of us don't want to do the work. We don't want to do the client appreciation. We don't want to stop giving new clients discounts or promotions. We don't want to stop that because in our mind, we think that that's what's growing our books and it's really not. We don't understand our cost per service. We don't retail. So now we're not even fixing the concerns or problems that clients come to us with because we don't want to invest in retail. All of these things are really simple, easy fixes. But those are also the same reasons why your business isn't growing. And the growth has to come organically. It has to come from blood, sweat, and tears. It has to come from you understanding that what I put in is what I'm going to get out. So if I put in limitations from the beginning, I'm going to get limitations. I'm going to get people that are not consistent. I'm going to get folks that may just see me one time and never come back. Like you got to understand what you put in is what you get out. And I love to hear the ones that are trying, but they don't really know where to start, right? I've been for the last couple of weeks on a big bandwagon talking about retail and why it's so important in our business. And, you know, of course, I always get the biggest pushback with with retail, always. I always get the biggest pushback with retail. And I don't understand why, um, because revenue comes from retail. So, you know, I understand numbers. I understand how all that works. But I've been really breaking this part of our business down because the ones who are doing well don't talk about it. They're too busy. They're not on these Facebook groups and they're not in these little, you know, telegram chats talking because they're too busy. You have to realize that 
the people that you may be looking at or watching in these groups, if they have time to chat in these groups, they're not busy. And I really say that with true honesty. Because when, it, when you understand your business and you understand that you can make earn income, whether your doors are open or closed, you don't have to wait until you walk in and turn on a light to make money, that you can truly earn income in your business 24 hours a day, seven days a week, then you're going to be consistently setting up those income streams so they become automated. I've talked about a lot of folks who are in our marketing club for say Brazil, and I do coaching calls every other month. And the first coaching call was get yourself a Facebook group. This is how you're going to do it. And I love to see them talking amongst themselves saying, I don't even have to run my Facebook page anymore. My clients do. All I do is post new clients. I post when I have uh, last minute cancellations. I post when I open another day that may have been full or that I took off initially and it's full. Like all I do is give it to my clients and they run that group. Like that is one income stream that is so consistent because Facebook is open 24 seven, right? All you're doing is linking to your website. The clients are promoting you consistently. That's an easy stream. Your website being open 24 hours a day, seven days a week is another income stream. You know, I had a really great conversation with Maxine Drake. Her and I have been, you know, talking, getting ready for her beauty business summit, which is in October. And then, of course, we're talking about our esthetician summit, which is going to be here in Dallas um, in April of 23. And we've been talking about, you know, the bigger picture when it comes to your business and multiple income streams. And so many people, who are doing really, really, really well, have so many different ways that they earn income and it's so consistent. They took the time to set it up and now it's on autopilot. And that's the thing that I think we have to sometimes sit back and say, maybe I'm the reason why my business isn't where I thought it would be by now. Or maybe I'm the reason why my, my clients who are consistent um, are only seasonal, or I only have a smaller number of consistent clients. Maybe I'm the reason. And saying that you're the reason doesn't mean that you failed or that you've messed up, but it does acknowledge the fact that you're probably in your own way, that you absolutely could have the thriving business that you want if you got out of your way, right? And is that a hard thing to do? No. Is it a hard thing to admit? Absolutely. And I'm encouraging many of you to really sit down and figure out what is it that you want from your business? Why are you doing this? What is the goal? Is the goal to become financially free? Is the goal to become um, someone who you don't have to depend on anyone? Is your goal to always have full books? Is your goal to have full books and then hire staff and, and build a great big business? Like, what is the goal? And if there is a goal, what is standing in your way of the goal that you're trying to get to? Because the things that I talked about earlier are probably the reason why you're not growing the way you could or should, right? And the thing is, is that understanding that you may be the reason why 
is first a great realization to come to. Absolutely. It's a great realization, right? Now, what do you do to get out of your way? How do you get out of your way? It starts with your mind. It starts with the action of what you're doing. If you're already setting limits in your business, ask yourself, why am I limiting the way people give me money? If someone asks you for, you know, when are you going to get a website? You have limited that client to only giving you money when they see you. So ask yourself, why am I limiting them? How do I not limit myself from earning money 24 hours a day, seven days a week? If you have a client that says, I didn't know you offered that service, you've limited your communication. Let's ask ourselves why. Why have we limited the way we're communicating? Why do we feel there's only one way to communicate? Whether it's text or message or post on social media or email, like why do we continually limit the way we earn, but we want all the money? We want all the clients, but we limit ourselves on how we get it. Like I haven't been saying all of these things just to say, you know, you don't have a website. You don't have a Facebook group. You're not monetizing. I'm not just saying that. I really mean it. If you want to earn income all the time, whether you're in your office, whether you're touching someone or not. You have to understand how your business can make money without you touching someone. I love the esthetician who is still doing extremely well with her Zoom facials. Um, And I've talked about this pretty much since COVID, where she's earning a lot of money with her current clientele and new all the time. She does it once a month. It's a Zoom facial party. So clients get in their robe, they get their favorite drink, whether it's alcohol or tea or, you know, whatever they're going to get. She has them purchase their facial kit for that day. It's all preset. It's good for one treatment. They have everything in front of them. And she goes on Zoom with them and explains what they're using, why they're using it and how they can use it on themselves. Those Zoom parties turn absolutely into sales because now every client on that Zoom party has the product in their hand. They're smelling it. They're touching it. But they want more because they love the way their skin feels. They didn't even have to step foot in her business. So not only is she charging them to come to the party, she's charging for the facial kit. And then she makes retail sales because they all have links to go directly to the website. So I would love for a lot of you to get out of your way and think outside of the box because you have so many opportunities that you're letting slip through your fingers because you want to say, this is how I'm going to make money. Instead of saying every single possible way I can earn income, I'm open to doing. If that means it's a service, if that means it's a website, if that means it's a Facebook group, if that means it's a Zoom party. I'm willing to earn income all of these ways. I'm not going to limit myself. But we don't say that. We'll watch the esthetician do the Zoom party. Hell, some of y'all even may go and get a kit and join the Zoom party. But you won't do it when you know you can. 
And that's just a simple, easy thing to do. And let's be honest, those Zoom facial parties is nothing but Mary Kay on Zoom with an esthetician. Let's be honest. Mary Kay has been doing it for years. Avon too, where they had all those parties. They did little men and facial parties, right? The reason the esthetician is doing extremely well is because she's switching it up. Sometimes she'll do gua sha facials. Sometimes she'll do basic facials. Sometimes, and all of it's relaxing facials. But every client has the products in their hand. And they have enough to join the party. And they're at home and they're relaxing, right? They're in their home environment. They're drinking their drink, their favorite drink. They're relaxing on a Friday evening. They're enjoying pampering themselves. Like you have to think of the bigger picture, right? And I love that that esthetician is not limiting themselves because they understand multiple streams of income. So if I have to spend one Friday night a month and I can earn between five, six, seven, maybe $8,000 because I'm doing a Zoom party, why would I not when I typically may not even earn that in a month if I solely relied on my services? And I hope this makes sense because a lot of you have the opportunity to do this, but you're not taking the advantage. And this is something you don't have to have a whole lot of clients to do this. You could be just starting out. But we all know as women, we'll quickly invite someone to a Zoom event, right? Because it's easy. You're at home. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to get dressed up. You can do what you want. So I want to encourage a lot of you to really sit down and think, am I limiting the way I earn? Have I put limitations on it? Have I put limitations on the business? Have I put limitations on the way I earn? Have I put limitations on the way I think? Because there's no limitations. No one's limiting you. There's, there's, there's no limitations at all. And I truly believe that even in my own business. Like, you know, people say the sky's the limit. There's no sky. So there's no limit, right? And I really do understand having more than one way to earn income, but I'm not going to limit it. I'm not going to put limitations on it. You know, I love when I talk to estheticians and I say, when's the last time you actually booked yourself on your own? booking site. When's the last time you did that? Oh, I really haven't. Okay. So you really don't know the customer experience, do you? So if my first interaction with you is on your booking site, that is probably a little clunky and may not be easy to maneuver. How many people are you losing from that website? because they don't understand how to use it or it's not the best. When's the last time you came into your treatment room as a client and laid down in your own treatment table and looked up in every nook and cranny in your treatment room at every cobweb, blowed out bulbs, dirt, specks, product on the ceiling? When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you looked at your room from a client perspective? Is it inviting? Is it quiet? Can you hear people when the door is closed? Do you have a noise machine? Do you have nice soft music going? Is your bed comfortable? Like you have to do these things. You have to put yourself in your client's position so that you have a better understanding on what they experience with you. 
Then if it's not a great experience from the booking site to maybe your treatment room, because they're seeing cobwebs and dirt on the ceiling, or your bed isn't comfortable, those are things that you can change. But if you don't take the time to acknowledge them, that might be the reason why you're not as full in your books as you want to be. You got to look at many different perspectives when it comes to why does a client book with me, number one, and then why do they rebook with me? Is it my personality? Is it what I'm offering? Is it the way my treatment room smells? Is it the comfort of my bed? Is it the quietness of my treatment room? Is it because I retail consistently? Is it because I include the retail into the services? Is it because it's easy to check out? Is their experience with me wonderful? So they want to experience again. Like you have to really start breaking down what it is that you do, what you offer, and how the client experiences their time with you. Because remember, from the client's point of view, they're building a relationship with you. Now, you in turn may not think that you're in a relationship with them, but you are building a relationship. So is the first interaction with clients, is, that a, is it a great interaction? Do clients feel like they did the right thing? Or do they feel like, well, maybe I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to do this consistently. I might just do this every now and then. Or I didn't really feel it with her, so I'm not really going to rebook or him. Like you have to really understand why are clients not rebooking? Why are they not booking? And why my clients are not consistent for me? What do I need to do to change that? How do I change that? And then execute it. And I gave a lot of examples. I gave a lot of examples. And if any of those caused you to have a response to say to yourself, that might be something that I can change, or that might be something that my clients have expressed to me, or that might be the reason why clients are not rebooking or staying with me or consistently. That might be the reason. Then now you have a place to start because starting is always the hardest. Then from there, and if you have great relationships with your clients, then you should be able to have open conversations with them too. I truly think that when estheticians change their mindset and realize they're in relationship business with every single client of theirs and they act accordingly, their business thrives. They understand they're the fixer, so they're going to provide things to help fix the problems. They understand the importance of retail. They understand understanding their client. Some of you have clients that don't like to be upsold, but you're upselling them. You're not listening or looking at their body language to see they don't like that. That might be a reason why they're not coming back because they assume they were going to spend 150 and by the time they leave, they're spending 300 and people don't like that. Instead of saying it's 300 up front with the products included. Like you got to really understand your clients, but you also have to realize sometimes the things that you thought would work don't work. They backfire. So if you're upselling your clients and you've noticed that there's a dip in consistency, there's a dip in bookings, meaning they're not, your, your, your appointments are not as 
consistent. It may be the experience they have with you could be better. Maybe they could understand that you appreciate them by making it more clear that you're appreciating them. You know, it was so funny when I would do my events, people just loved them, right? They loved the fact that they could spend time with me. They loved that they could bring their family or friends and come in and meet with me. And they loved what I did in these events. And I love doing events because I truly think that that was the easiest way for me to authentically grow because this was way before Facebook. This was way before, you know, the internet. This was people would call to make an appointment. So when I understood the bigger picture and I understood if I continued to appreciate them, they would share how much I appreciated them with family and friends. And so in turn, those family and friends would now become a part of the business because they wanted to feel appreciated. And then that cycle started again. I did not focus on first time. I never, even from the moment I started my business, I never focused on first time clients ever because first time clients were not, for me, was not how I wanted to authentically build my business. I wanted true, consistent clients who came every month, didn't give me a hassle, paid me, didn't no show, like all of those things. So that meant I had to go over and beyond to appreciate and love on them. It worked every time when I moved my business from a Bay Area to my parents' city, which was an hour away. I had to build and start over. I did the same thing. When I went to work for the doctor and I had to build my clientele, I did the same thing. Like I really understood and still do understand why people consistently stay with you even over and beyond because you offer things that other people don't over that, like more than that. It's because I understand exactly what they need and what they want. So I'm going to make it super easy. And I think for a lot of you, it's really time for you to say, maybe this is why. My booking site may not be that easy. I may not communicate as well as I could. I might cut people off at a certain time when I'm tired or I'm overworked. I'm, I could communicate more. I could share more. I could start a Facebook group and invite my clients and allow them to meet each other and, and authentically spend time with me in a different environment where they could invite their family and friends as well. Like I could do those things. I would love to encourage each and every one of you that are listening to this, that you really sit down and look in your business and say, there are some things that I can change and I'm going to start with this. But I always say, love on the consistent, appreciate them openly, let them know you appreciate them they will consistently be more consistent and they will bring and refer people who are consistent too. And that's the one thing that I love, especially when you start looking at authentic referrals from your current clients. You want them to refer people that are like them. They keep their appointments. They don't cry over how much it costs. They don't no-show. They tip. They buy your retail. Those are the ones that you want to grow your business. 
But if you're spending all your energy, time and effort into new clients and giving them a new client special or a new client discount or a new client promotion or whatever, you're wasting your time. And you're wasting your time to the point where it's not making you income. You're not making money from new clients. Okay. All right. Those of you who are on my podcast, thank you so much. We are getting closer and closer to our esthetician summit, which will be in April, 2023, right here in Dallas, Texas. Definitely click below. If you want to have more information and follow us on social media, we have our own Instagram, which is at esthetician summit, and we can keep updates to all of the speakers and all the good things that we have coming up. Thank you so much and take care.